Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast for today. We're talking Saturday night on TBS from December the 24th. Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, whatever it is. December the 24th, 1988. It is the go-home show for Starcade 1988. I'm sitting here with Doc and Hardbody Hopper. Hopper is salty. Doc is salty. Everybody is salty. And I'll leave it at that. Hopper, how you doing, man? I'm doing, I guess, fine. Fucking bullshit. Uh, I hear you, man. Fuck this shit. This virus is getting friends furloughed. Uh, The unemployment thing is not easy to do. Fuck no. Oh, it's all a pain in the ass, man. It's all a pain in the ass. Meanwhile, Doc's been having computer issues for the last 40 minutes. How you doing, Doc? Never let your broad or your kids touch your computer. That's what I've learned. Yeah. Uh, Hopper, you got any advice for him, or uh, you got any you got any experiences with uh, people letting you use your stuff, or your dad getting mad at you when you use this? Yeah, stuff, my or dad what? used to be like that when I have like the Atari hooked up. It's like the Atari's fucking up the TV. No, it's not. Stop. <laughs> what did it do to the TV? I'm curious. Yeah, like the picture might be a little fuzzy or some shit. Like it's the Atari's fault. Dad, maybe it was the signal in Metairie. Exactly. You know, you're on that <laughs> off-air antenna. I mean, come on, man. Oh, boy. All right, Daddy Hopper at his finest. Doc, how are you, man? You all right? You hanging in there? Can I get the shout-outs in and do that real quick before I throw you to the spotlight? Because we got a good well, spotlight this week. I, I just I feel like if we poured out a drink for every – fired wrestler today we don't have enough booze ever the whole damn federation got sacked yeah you know you notice in all those wrestlers that got fired today there wasn't like any mention of reducing the creative or the the uh, writer staff well i don't know i mean there were um there were agents that got let go yeah they had fucking agents they they didn't have the uh you know the fucking writers well you don't i don't i don't i don't want to say that that may be the case. We just haven't. We're just not privy to those names. That's true. Uh, and nobody yeah. would know if you saw them anyway, because it's a bunch of geeky nerds anyway. That's nice, Doc. All well, right. Hey, man. hey, hey. Let me just let me just preface the whole show here. Um, just like last week. Hey, it's tough times out there. We know that a lot of people are going through some things. 
Uh, we're going to try to keep it light tonight. We're going to try to take your mind off of it. We're going to be unprofessional. We're going to be uh, irreverent. Harper don't even know what that means. We're going to be uh, we're going to be about it, about it. I'm sure he knows what that means. Yeah. Uh, we're going to circle, circle, dot, dot, but not each other. No, no. Duh. And uh, well, and uh, Mike, I, I know you've got a couple of shout outs before we get started. Uh, you said it's Christmas time. I'd say it's Merry Starcade time. Um, but also, do, are you going to an- make our big announcement? Because uh, we have uh, some other uh, upcoming uh, patron content that we're going to be hitting on, right? Well, I would. I don't really want to announce it here because by the time this airs, that would have already aired because we can drop that right away. Oh well, I hope you listened and I hope you enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, we got some. We got a. If, we had a if you're thinking of, about becoming a patron, we're gonna get drunk and do a show. Yeah. So by the time, well, you know what? We'll just say it. the The schedule. By the time you hear this, if you're a patron, you would have already heard us discuss our top five cereals. That's right. This, our top five this, cereals. Wait, that wait. Sounds, that sounds silly, we, but it's it, it could break us apart. You know. Uh, well, not only that, but uh, the plan, correct me if I'm wrong, Hopper, is to get drunk when we do this. Oh, Jesus. Uh, all right. Hopper. I get uh, Hopper, repeat yourself. You just, your Skype is, you know. Uh, oh, fuck. Uh, God. Damn oh, it. Shit. Did you uh, restart? Let me ask that question. Uh, no. <laughs> It's a prerequisite for the show. God damn it. It was working fine before we started recording, man. Yeah. All right. So, Harper, repeat yourself. Did, do you, oh. you, we're, we're getting drunk, right? Yeah. Fuck it. I, I've been drinking fucking every night now because I got nothing else to do. Me too. I told you I might have to go to rehab when this shit's over. Oh. So, we're going to do a Patreon episode on our top serials, and then I think... Doc is supposed to finish watching Tiger King, so maybe you'll hear the three of us talk Tiger King, even though Harper and I have already done it. Yeah, I got two more episodes to go, man. There's just nothing but heels. Yeah. We'll talk more about that, though. So by the time you hear this, maybe those two shows would have dropped. If not, the plan is to get them dropped. And with that said, I got to shout out the new patron, Patreon members out there and our longtime Patreon members. So first off, shout out Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry, Joe Ice for your generous patronage each and every month. And new Patreon shout outs to Mike Schlitz. Uh, thanks, Mike. Enjoy those extra shows on the Patreon feed, which include the world-class shows, WCW pay-per-views, Clash of the Champions, and more. And new Patreon member Joseph Merkel. Thank you very much. One of our friends from our OVP podcast and our the northern brethren of this show. Thanks for signing up on Patreon, Joseph. Also, Sean Olmstead. Sean, I hope I said that right. And Craig Norman, longtime Hall of Fame Patreon member. He bumped up his pledge. He's a big-time docaholic. He loves to doxter. I don't know why. No, I'm just kidding, Craig. Thank you for bumping up your pledge and supporting us. And I got one more bump up. The FXC longtime listener and longtime Hall of Famer. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, long-time listener, long-time Patreon member, and now Hall of Fame Patreon member, the FXC. And I can't remember if I mentioned this last week, but big thanks to Anthony Goldman for bumping up his pledge as well. And with that said, those are all our new or bumped up Patreon members this week. Doc, you've got <laughs> something really, really, really special for your spotlight. I think uh, somebody named Philip Allen is going to like this, and I'll leave it at that. So, Harper, did you listen to today's studcast 
No. All right, th- that's great. So you know that recently on the Studcast, he he's talking his way through his history, and then he's taking listener questions, and he's calling it the learning tree, right? Yes. You, I, I don't know if Harper's you, still there. Did you yeah. know that, Harper? Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, Mike, do you have the audio pull to hear about this <laughs> week's question? So first off, before I play this, I want to let everyone and, and, know we love Ron Fuller. We uh, we highly recommend you listen to the Studcast. He's uh, a friend uh, of the show. He, he's a friend of this show. I mean, I do a show on the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network, and Ron is on the Arcadian Vanguard Podcast Network. He's so your coworker. You sh- he's my coworker essentially. And to be honest. Ron is a hell of a storyteller and a really, really nice man. He was on this show years ago. You should listen to his show to listen about his family's history and wrestling history. He's really good. And I'll leave that it at be, that. That being said, a certain docaholic out there did something real unfortunate on his podcast today. Mike, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and just play this? This is wrong. This is from one of our listeners. He is known as the. Uh, well, well, just play it. Just let Mike. Okay. Just let him hear it. All right, ready, Hopper? Yes. All right, it's only a few seconds long. Here it is. Get that cold drink. Lean back against the old learning tree for some wrestling education. What have you got today? Well, here we go. Today's learning tree is a question from someone from Twitter, and this person uh, calls himself the Smoky Mountain Negro. <laughs> His question is: to- What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I love how like they just like no sell it, dude. Okay, so I gotta Doc. I want to throw it to you, but I gotta say something first. So I was tagged in this tweet over a week ago from. From the ad BTT Sharecropper. His ad is actually BTT Sharecropper, but <laughs> but so his his Twitter handle is BTT Sharecropper. But in his, you know, name it says Smoky Mountain Negro. <laughs> and it's our friend Philip Allen, longtime listener, longtime supporter of this show. He tagged me in the BTT show along with Ron Fuller in this tweet. And he asked a question about Norvell. Now, I'm going to play it again. That way you can hear the question he asked. Because it's actually a good question. And I want to go on to say, uh, Ron Fuller does a great job of actually answering his question. It's 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 really, really good and insightful what he says. Makes a lot of sense. So I, I really enjoyed it. But I got to play it again. So, you one, you can hear the question. And then you can go hear Ron's answer. And go listen to the full show, obviously. But here it is. Get that cold drink. Lean back against the old learning tree. For some wrestling education, what have you got today? Well, here we go. Today's learning tree is a question from someone from Twitter. And this person uh, calls himself the Smoky Mountain Negro. His question is two-part. He asks, were you ever worried about booking Norvell Austin as a heel in places like Harlan, Kentucky, and other towns down south? And what percentage of the audience in the southeastern Knoxville area was black? Great question. Great it question. Really, and Ron does a great job of answering. I just came unglued because I thought when I saw it, and I saw that Ron was going to answer it because Ron said on Twitter, great question for the learning tree. I was like, there's no way he's going to say 
Smoky Mountain Negro on <laughs> on his show. Somebody needs to tell Ron Fuller that we don't use those words anymore. That now we've secret coded and used the word thug. Oh come on, Doc. That's nice. There's I'm just saying there's ways around it if you want to code word it out. Come on. Phil Phil, I hope you're doing well out there. I mean you better be staying inside. The virus is hitting y'all's people real hard right now. I mean, Phil just beat cancer last year, man. He's... That's not good. That's not good either. That makes him double susceptible. Yeah, man. Um, how how does the virus know how to be racist? That's what oh, I want. Shut up. That's nice. Well, it's going after the black community really hard, isn't it? Yeah. I'm not getting into this discussion with you. Yeah, man, even viruses are racist. That's fucked up. <laughs> Come on, bro. That's, That's fucked, fucked up. up. <laughs> What? what the fuck? Come on, man. I, I mean, that's fucked up. Now, if, here's you drive the thing. A, if you drive a Dodge Charger or fucking got a pit bull, you better look out because <laughs> the Corona's coming for you. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so let me just say this. Fuller did a, gave a great in-depth answer that went on for like several minutes, and it was really good about how, you know, Different parts of Tennessee had different racial makeups and how it was due to farming and cotton and way back 100 years or 200 years or whatever that is. It was a great answer. I wanted to play it for I wanted to play it for my wife to, like, get her reaction. She were afraid really, she'd throw her shoe at you and, I her just weave wanted would, to and her weave would fall out. I just wanted to play it for her just to, like, you know, kind of. I just want to see what she would say, but I haven't had a chance yet. You know, but. here's the here's the thing, though. I was having kind of a busy morning and just thinking about how, you know, I don't know when things are going to get back to normal. And that just took my mind off of it. Bro. You know? I heard it and was in the middle of doing something for work. And mm-hmm. I immediately took a flat back in the floor took a bump and like i'm messaging doc jesus 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 i had i had 72 point font come across the instant messenger gimmick and it was like jesus and i was like oh lord what happened who got the who got the virus and, uh, i i sent them the timestamp, and i was like bro you I'm need like, to listen I'm like, to I'm this in a meeting, and I'm, I'm in a meeting um let me as soon as i got done i was like i was downloading it during the meeting i was like all right. What? How bad could it be? Oh. <laughs> oh. And here's no, tell the- him. Tell him what you did when you finally heard it. You 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 messaged me back. Oh my god. And, and and like okay, so I'll spoil a little bit of it. Ron said, I was scared for Norvell in those towns. In in well, yeah. He was like, I I was frightened for him. I mean, he was my friend. Um. Anyway, go listen to it. It's it's a real look. I think Ron Fuller does a good job all the time, but this week's episode was for me. It was really really enjoyable. I thought it was tremendous, and hey, you should give it a listen. It was good. So, um, you know, as we start to think about tonight's episode, I just want to remind y'all that uh, maybe uh, let's be great, guys. Let's be great, like Russell Wilson says, right, Ryan and uh, Kenny. Ryan and Auburn and Kenny Byersdorf. Let's be great, just like Russell Wilson tells us with the Seahawks. So let's two beats at the Hall of Famers. Let's be great, like Tavares Jackson behind the wheel. Oh come on! What? Oh, 
He's the, the one that died, is... huh? Yeah, he's an a- you're an asshole. He played for Seattle, didn't he? That's Did fucked he? up. Yeah, I told, come on. I told I told Mike, I said he's the Magnum TA of the NFL. <laughs> come on. <laughs> you're going to hell, bro. You know that? Don't laugh. Well, he died. Don't well, laugh. They... You really going to hell. Do they have ventilators there? No, you're just going to suffer down there. It's real hot, too. It's like 120 you know? degrees. It's like I what? It's like 120 degrees. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, man, we got to go. We are in the go home show. We need to have a conversation about how much of Starcade we're going to cover next week. Oh, let's do that at the end when we get to it. I got a note for it specifically for that. Okay. Um, all right. Then let's talk. So, let's talk about some bitches wrestling. <laughs> that's nice, Doc. All right. So, uh, like I said, this is December twenty fourth, nineteen eighty eight, Saturday night. This is the go home show for Starcade nineteen eighty eight. So the last show before Starcade, which is on December twenty sixth of eighty eight. And this show opens. They go directly to the ring with Misty Blue and Heidi Lee Morgan versus Cat Larue and Linda Dallas. So a tag team Harper. match for the women. Yes. Harper, how many of these bitches would you bang? All of them. All five of them, because we have I'll, a manager. Yeah, I'll, I'll fuck the manager, broad too, with the whip. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, so you know, what the, what the fuck? Come on, God, man, there were a lot of titties hanging out. In this yeah, and even fucking uh, uh, Jim uh, Jim Ross kind of made a little joke about that. Man, I tell you what, Misty Blue <laughs> had her tights. So far up her crack, I thought a, <laughs> I thought a lip was gonna pop out and blow us a kiss. And <laughs> yeah, this chick is dressed up like a fucking ballerina. That chick, this is back, man, Harper. This is back when the the female wrestlers looked like they would smoke, yeah, and, smoke and, and drink, and give you a really rough hand job. Yeah, because you notice, I mean, if you watch female wrestlers now, they they don't look like this. No, no. But the chick, the chick getting the armbar is concerned about showing off her titties. There. She, keep, oh. she keeps putting her hand over the goods while she's on the mat there. Oh. But yeah, that, that, the, well, the girl with the see, look, she's there got her go. hand. She, she just pulled up her her top, and the girl in the slipping. pink, <laughs> the girl in the pink, that's like, man, she's got that Tommy Tammy Wynette stand by your man look. Jesus, look at that hair. Yeah, it's a rooster cut. And she looks like she'd be bored as hell with a cigarette in her mouth, just giving you a rough hand job. You about to come, boy? (laughs) Hurry up, Golden Girl is about to come on. I want to make some eggs. I want to make some stoves. What's the, some, uh, uh, Stroganoff hamburger for you? Want some? That was fancy eats back then. Now you got this broad out there, crazy Cuban or whatever. Yeah, she looks Cuban. Oh my god! All right, so this was a this was a mess, and it went on for a long time. Yeah, um, God, her tits are like so about to pop out. They're saggy too and big. Misty Blue looks really good here, though, man. Define. What you mean by really good? Uh, white lion groupie, circa yeah. nineteen eighty-seven. Leo, uh, maybe in a rat video. 
for like you're in love. Remember that song? Yeah. Did Rat sing round and round? They yes, did. Yeah. Rat had a lot of good songs for in the hair metal genre, pal. Round I mean, and round not, was a good song. They're not like Led Zeppelin or anything, but in that in their sphere, they were they were at the uh, definitely upper mid card status. I didn't. I didn't even write down the results of this. Who won this shit? No one. No one. No, involved yeah. Won. The 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 uh, the manager came in with the whip and started beating them. Well, yeah. Of course. Of course. It's and the now we're gonna get. Women. We're gonna get six six bitch action next week. Mm. So. This thing eventually ends, and they get to a formal opening, and after the match, they finally go to the podium, and JR calls Starcade the Super Bowl of Wrestling or World Series of Wrestling, um, but they call it Starcade True Grit. JR and Tony run down the Starcade 88 card. We'll talk about that during Starcade. No need to run down the card. Uh, and that was all I had. This went on for a long time, though. Um, before we finally get to a promo from Jim Cornette. Y'all got anything before I go to Jim Cornette's promo? Corny's feeling the season's uh, greetings with that racket he's got. I have a question for you about that. I'm going to hit play and then we're going to discuss it. Uh, Here's Cornette. All right, we are ready to go for more action on on World Championship Wrestling. That was Jim Cornette. Spread out, guys. It's Christmas Eve. One day away from the most joyous time of the year. Two days away from Starcade 88. Going to be the biggest thing ever in professional wrestling. And you know, it's not the time to come out here and get violent and talk about all the bad things that's going to happen to Paulie Dangerously and the original Midnight Express at our hands. You know, I got to thinking Christmas is a time where you think, what have I got to be thankful for? What have I got to be joyous about? As you sit down with your family, you got to go over all the happy things. Well, what have we got to be happy about? Two months ago, we were sitting on top of the world, World Tag Team Champions, everything going our way. Now, all of a sudden, the Road Wars, Pearl Harbors, take the World Tag Team title. The original Midnight Express and Polly Dangerously come out here, beat us half to you-know-what right there on television. We got messed over at season's beatings by Ric Flair and Barry Windham. Now, the dressing room we used to be in, nobody likes us over there. And at the same time, the other side, they got no use for us either. So we got no friends, no allies, and professional wrestling. So what have we got to be thankful for? That's exactly right. That's what I'm getting to. They beat me to it. Brother, we got a lot of friends that we never realized that we had out there. We got a lot of people that have said, Jim Cornette, you and Bobby Eaton and Stan Lane are the Midnight Express, and you're right in this thing. And plus, I've got Bobby and Stan, and they've got me. That's all we've ever needed before. And we are going to take care of the original Midnight Express and Paulie Dangerously at Starcade 88. And part of it, part of it is going to be for revenge on our part, but part of it is going to be for all the people just like that that have supported us and said, no matter what you've done in the past, you are right. You are the real Midnight Express. That's what we've got to be thankful for this Christmas. And that's what two days from now, we're going to give you a little Christmas present. Because I can't think of any other, any better thing to give the people of America than to see Paulie Dangerously dancing on the end of this and to see Dennis Conry and Randy Rose put down a defeat by the one and only real Midnight Express. And don't worry, Bobby and Stan are going to wrestle later on in the show. But in the meantime, I just want to come out and say ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you. And Merry Christmas to you, Jim Ross. Okay, I pulled it. I started, stopped it uh, while the music started playing. Doc, that tennis racket cover. What is, do you know where that's from? Doc, did I lose you? Doc? No, I'm back. Um, no, I don't know where that's from. Okay. 
that racket cover, and I I need I will need Harper for this too because he was with us. I believe that is the same one he had when he and Tammy Fitch and Smoky Mountain Wrestling did that like year in review show or whatever. Oh shit, you're right. I think that's the same racket head cover. Damn. All right. It, yeah. It, I'm almost certain it is because I think it had ho 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 on it, and I think it had the Santa face. Remember, we do those clip shows, and we're like, "Dude, what the fuck are we gonna talk about?" Yes. <laughs> so anyway, that's what hey, I think. Do you that's think, from. Do you think you could talk about Pearl Harbor and somebody today? I don't think uh, so. He got that from Bill Watson, Mid South. What do you think? Bull, you think you could use that? Bullshit. Bullshit. No, no. If the president's using the China flu, then you can call Pearl Harbor. The I think it works under different just, rules. Oh. It's an outdated term where people be like, what? That's true, too. Pearl Harbor. What the fuck you talking about? That's true, too. There's something to that. Uh, uh, what the fuck with this dog? <laughs> this Who dog the is fuck terrifying. dog is that? It's from the I don't pound. know, but I don't know about corn. He is fantastic dealing with it. Yeah, he really is. So, um, Doc, any thoughts on Cornette's promo before we go to the next match? You know, I mean, babyface corny was something we hadn't really seen at this point. So, it's different. It was a, it was a first. You know, it was it was new. Yeah, it's different. It's completely different. Yeah, we're not used to it. Um, Hopper, anything from the promo? It just it's it, the best was uh, uh corny with the dog. He's yeah. about to drop it there. <laughs> uh, Doc, what's your? I, I'm just gonna throw it to you. The match we got is a six man: JYD, Ivan, Rick Steiner defeat Keith Steinborn, Eddie Sweat, and Randy Hogan. Cornette is a runaway train. Um, you know, I on need, the mic or whatever. But go ahead. I need um fourteen forty eight for your uh all time favorite wrestler here. Yeah, just let that let that go. Okay, let's see. It's at fourteen forty. Let's see what JYD does. You handled him quite well last week. That big dog in the ring's not too pleasant. He's three hundred twenty-five pounds. Thank God, the dog that Cornette is carrying is not the size of JYD. Is that a good, is that a good stomp? The chant of JYD from the fan. Too pleasant. It wasn't a stomp. It was supposed to be like his foot over the eyes. Yeah, like an eye rake. Like an eye but rake. But it was awful lazy. I mean, what do you want from him? Right. He's, he's probably hungry out there. Corny with his dog on the outside is killing It's him. hilarious. He is hilarious. He's like this, you know, why do they keep making the match go so long? Can I get 1630? <laughs> yeah, hold on. Uh, you want to prep us for what we're about to see? No, all I had it was damn. Oh, right yeah, here. I do know. This dog is heavy, and it's slobbering on me. Yeah, does it give that warm feeling? If it is, it's not uh, because it's, uh, well, you know. You don't think that's slobbering? Oh, what a move in the ring. Yeah. Oh, Do you want to describe that, Doc? I don't know. He just dropped him on his foot. He spiked Damn. him in the ground like a fucking football. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went up like a... He went up like a tombstone pile driver and just drove him in the ground. I Robert, mean, what did you think? That was rough. <laughs> Shit. 
Jeez. Here it goes. Bitch. <laughs> Fuck you. Dude, he's, <laughs> you talk about a spike. That dude spiked up off the ground. <laughs> dude, you said it best. He spiked that bastard like a football. <laughs> Dude, it was like the Washington Redskins in the 80s and the fun bunch. They'd spike the ball and then dance around. <laughs> God, he spiked it, him on was, his head. That wasn't funny back then. It's not funny now. Oh, it's funny. It's funny. Fritz von Malky will like that. He's a Redskins fan. Oh, I, saw a picture, oh. I saw a picture of him on Twitter. Let me just say, it's very clear we're not the same person. Okay. Well, one of us is good looking, and it's me. So... Let me make a point about this match. Um, like I said, the JYD, Steiner, Ivan actually win. The whole time, Cornette is on the outside of the ring with the dog that, that again, is back in the studio this week. And Cornette is worried that, that his dog, Snuffles, at home is going to be mad because Snuffles will smell this mutt that's on him. The, the poor oh. dog is ends up in the ring at the end when Steiner Scared puts shitless. the dog. Right. <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Harper, explain how this dog is terrified. Well, because you got people screaming and everything else, and the dog's like, what the fuck? This is an unstable situation. Yeah. For canine. And then he puts the kid in a ring to fucking kick the guy with the Alf sweatshirt. Dude, it is terrible in the world. I'm waiting to get to, oh, it must already happen. Hold on, let me go back to it. Everything about the late 80s was just crying for Nirvana to come along and do some heroin and clean it up. Okay, so look at Steiner. The dog is... Look at... Watch this dog. This dog thinks... This dog... This poor dog. Look... Dog's like... (laughs) Oh, no! Look at that dog. He's terrified. He's trying his best to get the hell out of there. (laughs) Okay. Any other thoughts? Uh, it was it, look. This is garbage, except for the fact Corny was out there for comic relief, and that saved it. Let's be clear. It's garbage, but you pointed. But we talked for a minute about Steiner football spiking some poor sap on his head. <sighs> okay. Um, what do y'all have from Lex Luger? Anything? The crowd didn't like him talking. Because you hear they, him saying, we can't hear you. I know. They they were giving him shit, but I thought he was good. Yeah. I let thought he was real good, actually. I thought he was good, too, because he was very somber. Let me let me play, because I wanted to see if we could hear the crowd, Hopper. Here it is. Hey, Lex, everybody's done a lot of talking about the big event. I guess it's, as the old cliche goes, it's time to quit talking and, and start acting right now. Wow. That's quite a match we just saw there. I, I, it was uh, unusual, to say the least. Very unusual. You know, <clears throat> I have to say, it's a time for reflection holiday time. For me, more than ever, it's a time for anticipation. Because my anticipation is for the day after Christmas. So much has been said. The shouting, the screaming, it's all over. The training's all been put in. The competitive fire for a match such as this has to come from within. It has to burn very deep. You have to want it so bad you can taste it. It's not easy to become the world's heavyweight champion. It wouldn't be worth so much if it was. Now, Ric Flair, there's so many ironies. 
us being adversaries, we were once best friends. You made me wait so long for this match once again. I've received thousands of cards, letters of support from a lot of great fans out here who believe that I can be the next World's Heavyweight Champion the day after Christmas in Starcade, Trugate 88. I really appreciate that. It means a lot to me. It means a lot to people close to me. I've had so many people since I was a young athlete have helped me train, lift weights. My football background, all my teammates have expressed their support. They know that this is the culmination of everything I've worked for all these years. I know it's an opportunity that does not come very often. And Ric Flair, I plan to make full extent and use of this opportunity because you only get so many chances to go around in life. This time, I've got the people on my side. I've got the third man in the corner. You have J.J. Dillon, but this time he can't stick his nose in it because this qualification has been ruled. If J.J. sticks his nose in it, you lose the belt. So now I've got the support. I've got the extra person. That's the fans in Norfolk. That's the millions of people out there in the viewing audience who have shown support for Lex Luger. I am determined <laughs> like I've never been before. The fire burns deep Ric Flair. I want you to know that I have every intention in two days from now being the next World's Heavyweight Champion. All right, Lex, and good luck to you, too. Lex Luke, going after... I thought he was good, man. Them fans are being disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. They're just being idiots. assholes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he was... Doc, you thought he was solid, too, right? Man, he popped me with one of those lines when he said... This shit's hard. If it if it wasn't hard, anybody would do it. Man, that was back when this was still true. When's the last time somebody else was world champ? Not this calendar year. Yeah. It's been a couple of years. Ron Garvin was the last one. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I mean, think about it. Um, who's the last few? Flair? Garvin? Dusty. Dusty? And Garvin and Dusty didn't have it long at all. Yeah. I mean... He's right. That belt so, don't move around, bro. And so why wouldn't he come out there two days before go 30 and be somber and be dialed in and thinking about what this means? That all makes perfect sense. All that told me was that you could you go to a concert in 2020. You go to a – well, not in 2020, maybe 2019. You go to somewhere, a movie – Man, it don't matter what year you go. A bunch of broads can't shut up. <laughs> God, I want to say something witty, but that's say too it. true. No, it's true. And then it's you like, got the asshole. You got Randy in the back row. We can't hear you. Yeah, fuck you, asshole. It ain't about you. <laughs> Man, we finally, we finally coaxed a good promo out of Luger, and you're going to ruin it because you're a fucking drunk hillbilly at 1030 in the morning at Tech wood. Tech wood drive. Shut, shut the fuck up. Sober up, Randy. <laughs> shut up. Shut up. Go out to your truck at intermission and get a Coors Yellow Belly and suck one go out down. There and get, go out there and earn 20 bucks the hard way from Darren in the parking lot. Bitch. <laughs> what the hell, Harper? Why are you bringing my name up again in the show? <laughs> hey, come on, man. What the hell are you guys talking about? Earlier, you're talking about the broad, the woman's titty pulling out and stuff. What the hell, man? Come I mean, here. What, what the hell's wrong with you guys? I tried to listen to it again, and it's just bullshit. Oh, Darren. That's, 
That's the kind of guy who listens to Colin Cowherd on ESPN because it's real sports. Get the fuck, <laughs> That's the fuck nice. out. Get the fuck out of here. I listen to him on uh, FS1. I watch him. Ugh. I mean, what else am I going to watch? That's true. Golden Girls. Well, I tell yeah. you what I'm watching. I'm watching Kevin Sullivan and Dr. Death against Randy Mulkey and Ryan Wagner. Watch Mulkey take this freaking backdrop and <laughs> right oh, on his ass. It's like an atomic drop. He <laughs> flat on his ass. Oh, Sullivan and Dr. Death win. Um, Doc, anything? Sullivan was all over him at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Uh, going back to Luger, though, I, going back oh, to go Luger, Luger actually made me think, hey, you know, maybe he can win this. Yeah, I mean, I, if I didn't know the results, I'd say, huh, he's got a shot. What do, you, what do you mean, know the results? We're doing this in real time, right? Oh, that's yeah. right. This is 1988. We went in the Boogie Mobile. What did I say happened to the Boogie Mobile? I don't know. What did you say? You said something earlier this week. <laughs> So he, well, we were talking about 89 and I said, you were like, it's like watching, it's like watching this shit go down the drain for the second time. And I was like, yeah, it's like Harper and I ran out to get in the boogie mobile, but it won't start because the jive tone so took out and sold the spark plugs for weed. <laughs> You're an asshole. I miss the jive tones. I miss boogie. I miss Lasertron. I miss Bugsy. Yeah. I, t- I miss Arn and Tully. We're about to start missing Tony Schiavone. The discussion we had was it's it's unreal as a kid. You don't realize it. We sat there from 1982 to 89 in that seven year period. Feels like it feels like 30, a lifetime. 30 years feels like yeah. 30 years. And then we realized, Doc and I started doing the math. We were like, do you realize what we would consider the peaks of wrestling for all of us? And I can even make the argument that some people wouldn't even say 89, even though you got Flair and Steamboat. That's why I'm including that. And then Funk comes in. But I said, you know, you only had seven years from 82 to 89 for our childhoods. And then when we were adults, we had 96 to 98. I said, that's only nine years and we're 40 plus years old. So like when you really boil it down, the the, the, the golden period for us was such a short time span and you don't even realize like it just kind of it hits you that damn, it really was only good for this amount of time. And other than that, we've had to wade through some some bad stuff. Yeah, it's like the '85 Bears. Yeah, one year they had yeah. one year, and then fucking Joe Montana happened, and then that was it. Yeah, it's it's, I and I'm not trying to knock wrestling in in general. I'm just saying, like, we think of the great years, and it feels like they lasted forever. When in reality, th- those great years were like so short. It's the whole discussion about oh, the original Horsemen. Those some bitches weren't together, but year year and a half. Like yeah. the original. I mean, the original. Not, not. I know there were more. I'm talking about the original. It's like, damn, that that didn't last long, but it felt like it did when it was happening. Huh. <sighs> All right, uh, Doc. Anything before we go to the Road Warriors? Mm-mm. They got something to say, and I want to. They hear sure it. do. 
Yes, sir. Hold on. Let me get to it. Oh, shit. This damn thing's hard to do. Come on. All right. Yeah, it won't let me get right to it like I want. Here it is. And we're back here, ladies and gentlemen, with the World Tag Team Champions. We're about 48 hours away until they walk the aisle, as has been said many times in this program, in the Norfolk Scope Arena and put it all on the line. Do you feel a little bit more soft-hearted now we're on the eve of Christmas? We owe some Jim Ross. Our producers don't want us to say anything disgusting or mean out here, so we got to try to be good men and say nice things. <laughs> what difference it makes us is nothing. We've been getting cold in our stocking for 25 stinking years, and we don't care. Two days, Dusty. You and Stan get to get revenge against us. But deep down in your heart, you gotta be scared. You gotta be wondering. God, was I really smart to call Adam on the ring? Because you knew I wasn't just gonna sit back there and take it. And my brother, he ain't gonna watch me take any cheap shots from you. So two days, you gotta decide, you and Sting, whether you really want to get in the ring with us or not. Tell him, Hawk. Jimmy boy! I think that Stingy Luger know what it's like to wrestle the Legion of Doom now. It's a lot like a roller coaster. You feel like you're gonna die, but you don't. But roller coasters have brakes. We don't. Did you convey the message, boys, to Dusty Rhodes so he knows what kind of a boat he's hopping into? We're the Chicago bad boys, the monsters of the midway, if you will. We're the guys who woke up in alleys, sleeping in cardboard beds, and woke up to a rat chewing on our ankles. Bit the rat's head off, spit it out, and ate the rest of them for breakfast. Paul, lay it on him, big boy. All right, there you go, Javorski. You can crank it off the Ellering on your own time. Doc, I thought, or Harper, I thought Animal was great there when he said the producers don't want us to say anything dis, uh, disgusting or mean out here, so we need to be good men and say nice little things. You think they got the memo telling him to keep it clean? Yeah. This is great, huh? How can you not love the fucking Road Warriors? It's hard not to love them. They're fucking so badass. And no one else was fucking like them. You know, I know Ron Simmons gets the gets the line of uh what's that Tony Schiavone says, Doc, he's uh unfuckwittable. But mm-hmm. um I feel like the Road Warriors were the original unfuckwittables. Yeah. Just my opinion, but Man, he said roller coasters have brakes. We don't. Yeah. <laughs> they just look and sound real. And then he's like some rat gnawing on his ankles. I bet he had some rat gnawing on his ankles. <laughs> That's nice. You know you thought it, Harper. <laughs> Harper, you, Harper, you ever have a have a girl over, and you you or maybe you've been at her house, and you just bang, you all were banging, and then you like you know you're like I'm sleepy now, like. Same effect as after Thanksgiving dinner, you know? Yeah. And then you wake up in the middle of the night, and they're doing something goofy. Like, I don't know, just... I don't know, like... Something sexual? No, they're just... You, like, wake up, and you expect them to be asleep, and they're doing something stupid. Yeah. 
I don't know, like making blueberry muffins in the kitchen. Like I slept, uh, that's one chick I, I fucking used to date. I fucking woke up. I was like, where is she? She was outside cutting the grass. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what time was she cutting the grass? Like at 8, eight, 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 eight 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> okay, I was making sure she didn't just wake up at 4 a.m. after she got, you know, Hopper's freaking lead pipe. And at, all of a sudden at 3.30 a.m., she woke up and gassed up the lawnmower and started cutting the grass. <laughs> all right. That's not as bad as I thought it was. So well, she left you in the bed and was cutting the grass at 9 a.m. Yeah. I'm starting to think Harper's jizz may be the main ingredient for five-hour energy. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Do you ever have any? Did you have any women spend? Go ahead, Doc. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to ask you know, Harper told us a story about the damn turtle in his tank that used to wake up in the middle of the night and used to. The donk. The donk. That shell of the turtle used to hit the top of the tank and he finally realized, oh, damn, that's what that is, a turtle. Did you ever have a woman sleep over and. The turtle woke her up in the middle of the night. Not your turtle, but the turtle in the tank. Nah. Oh damn! I thought this was gonna be good. Nah. Okay. You ever take it? Well, never mind. Why? No. What? 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 I was like, <laughs> <laughs> what you gonna say, man? Go ahead. It's not. It's not that great. I was just wondering. <laughs> this is gonna You're, be good. It, no, it's really not. Just if you've ever had a one night stand, but taking a shit at their house. Uh, <laughs> what? Uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Good guy. I remember one time, bro. I had a fart so bad, bro, and she wouldn't go away. She she fucking walked off. I went to the bathroom to take a piss. I just brah, I was like, holy shit! Uh, I was like, what the fuck were you gonna shut up? Uh. How long had you known this chick? Uh, a while. So let me say this story again. You're on the sofa and she won't shut up and walk away? No, like it's the next morning. And we wake <laughs> up laying in bed just fucking talking. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, I ain't gonna take a piss. And then I'm like, she wouldn't shut up. And I finally just fucking got up and. I went to go piss because I had to fart so bad. I just fucking ripped one. <laughs> Doc, you got any follow-ups? I don't that's, think so. That's fantastic because I know 99% of the men in here can relate to this. They listen to yeah. that show. Dude, I do it every morning. I get up, take, take a leak, and I let one rip, and I swear every morning I hear, ugh, from the other room. Because it sounds like a bullhorn wait, going wait, off. Wait, you don't, you don't just fart in the bed? Bro, I fart wherever I'm at. I'm just saying. Okay. In the morning. I, I don't have no shame. Look, man, here's how I feel about it. You, you, you can kiss my ass if if you have a problem in this world with people farting. Because That's nice. it is a natural bodily function it is part of your gastrointestinal uh 
Shit, what am I looking for? Your gastrointestinal tract has to expel the gas. I need Blassie to come on and explain this, but he knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, you got, bro, farting is not something that you just be like, you know what'll be funny if I just fart a lot. Your body just does it. It's like burping. So, it's like so how peeing. Do you, how do you, it's like how do you, pooping. How do you feel about Sasha farting? I don't care. Let it rip. That's nice. Yeah, so but you don't what? have to. But you don't have to like stick your nose down there and smell it right out of her ass. Yeah, well, girls no. don't poop. Let me tell. Let me tell you something about black women too. This is this Uh-oh. is. Black women act like farting is like um too prissy or something. I don't know what their problem is. Anyway, my wife gets mad. I'm like, you sit there and hold that gas in all day, and then what happens is when you go to bed at night and your muscles relax, that's uh. when it just starts ripping. That's what she does. And I'm like, she's like, no, I don't. I say, yes, you do. Because it wakes me up. It's like a damn horn going up. That's nice. Dude, she'd kill me if she knew I told that story on this show. Anyway, the Fantastics defeat Rick Allen and Jerry Price. Anything from that match, Harper? No. Uh-uh. Got you? All right. No, but, but look at Rick. He looks like he... Uh, is heading to a Christmas party where there's going to be a lot of cocaine and uh, and, and maybe some uh, mixed drinks and perhaps a nice spiral cut ham for That's Christmas. Nice. Let's go to uh, Ric Flair and see what he's got to say leading into Starcade. He's been there. There's no doubt about it. But for Lex Luger, it's not the quest to become world heavyweight champion. That's a big challenge in itself. But also to defeat Ric Flair is a big enough challenge in itself. Well, Tony Schiavone, it's Christmas Eve, and it's a festive time of the year. It's when people that are real people turn out. They take care of their families. They take care of their loved ones. They open their hearts with generosity to the world. But the bottom line is, and this is what people out there really don't like about a guy like me. What are you gonna buy the man that has everything for Christmas? You gonna buy me a mink coat? I got five of them. You gonna buy me a new car? I've got six cars. You're going to buy me a new house? I've got four houses. The bottom line is, when you're the world's heavyweight champion, and you are the best wrestler in the greatest sport in the world, you really don't care about public sentiment. You know, Luger was out here, and Luger, we all know, is the fans' favorite. The public sentiment is behind him. The whole world wants to shut Slick Rick up. Bottom line, the intelligent wrestling fans, and there's lots of them, know there's only one. This trophy right here. Put the camera on it. No, no, no. It ain't Slick Rick. There's only one world heavyweight wrestling championship. I don't care what you read or what your neighbor tells you. This is what it's all about. And right now, Ric Flair happens to be there. But Lex Luger and Ric Flair 
two days from now, I'm going to wrestle to determine who is the best of Panama. Who is the world's heavyweight champion? Starcade 1988, right here. The bottom line. This is the greatest sporting event of all time because this is on the line. This, the real McCoy. It's not Ric Flair, it's the World Championship. Build all the personality you want in this event, but the bottom line is either Luger walks out with the title or I walk out with it. And the bottom line is if I beat Lex Luger, they say, well, he was lucky. He lived to run and fight another day. If Luger beats me, he's on top of the world. He's the man. The bottom line is, Luger, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And on the 26th, I will be the man. We'll be back right after this. I mean, I don't know what to say. That was pretty damn good for the go-home promo for Flair. What did you think, Doc? To me, that's how you get a title over. When he said it's not Ric Flair, it's about the world championship. As great as we know Rick to think of himself, he thinks even more of the title. That's how you get the title over. And when Luger comes out and he's, you know, so, not somber, but just reflective and and serious about his chances, you see that Rick's talking himself into a lather. It's like, man, this is how you build a, a title fight. Yeah, I'm with it. I loved it. And he's like, you can't get me anything for Christmas. I don't give a shit. I got four of whatever you want to get me for Christmas. I need this title because there's only one of these and it's the real deal. Dude, that's. Big fight feel. Good shit, pal. Uh, Harper, what do you think? I liked it when he said, uh, "I don't care what your neighbors say. This is the this is the world title." Yeah. Which means, fuck Hulk Hogan. This is the real fucking title. Yeah, there were some underlying shots taken. I thought. Yeah. Because as a kid, yeah. I used to wonder who's the real world champion. Because everyone calls himself a fucking world champion. I think we all did that because all three of us used to look in the PWI and we used to see the AWA champion and we used to see the world, the NWA champion, we see the WWF champion, and we all used to go, well, wait, if they're all the world champion, which one's the real champion? And I think, right. for, I mean, we thought that at a time, but I don't know, for me, I. I always then thought flair was really the world champion but still you were like what if i mean what if they actually fought because you knew you'd never see it back then so yeah i agree and i thought there was like a little small shot taken it was good though i enjoyed it i really did that was a good promo uh anything else Hopper? no this is fucking perfect flair it is leading up to the match yeah. And is there, we go. Is there, well, is there anything d- that is like the the air in the building when you're, or you know, when you're about to watch a a, a big fight for the title? 
Say that again. Is there anything like that feeling of anticipation right before a big fight? Like, especially for the world title, <laughs> boxing, MMA, wrestling, just that that feeling of anticipation about okay, we've watched the other matches, we've we we've we spent all the weeks watching the, the build up, but it's here and it's on. I think in boxing and, and MMA it's more about the two the two fighters than it is about a title. Some, some, I, I, I can see that side too, Harper, but I think it depends. I do think it depends. Sometimes it is about the two fighters, and then sometimes it is about the title and who's going to walk away with it. Because sometimes, like, here's the thing. The title is fine if there's been a good story being told. And I think there's a good story between Flair and Luger in this situation. So it's about the fighters in the title in this situation. But there are times in wrestling where you don't have a title on the line and you just have two good participants. And you're like, all right, I want to see who's going to win this match. But there's something when the title's on the line and they've told the story right and, it, and it's all there, that couple of seconds right after the bell rings where it's like, shit, we're finally here and it's on. Yeah, I know. I, I know. I felt that way about Star Kid eighty five with Dusty and Flair. And there's and there is no feeling like that. Yeah, not even I agree. not even busting guts. Not even busting guts. I mean, it's good, but it's a different good. I don't know about that. I take the busting the guts, but uh, I didn't but, say it was worse or better. I said it's different. It certainly is different. Well, you know what is different than Ric Flair is Sting defeating Bill Holiday in the Jesus next match. Jesus Christ. And then here's a Sting promo that Doc's head's going to explode again. I don't know how this man's going to celebrate Christmas. I don't think it's going to be serene and quiet. He doesn't do anything real serene and quiet, do you? You knew I was going to do that, didn't you? Tis the season to be jolly. Tis the season to paint up your face, hook up that pay-per-view, and watch me, and watch Dusty Rhodes. Ow! Get a little bit of revenge if you know what I'm talking about. Hold on, Rocky, hold on. Well, he's going to the crowd here. I don't know what he's doing. Whoop. Some artwork. This is a great likeness, baby. Very, very good likeness. Scorpion, the paint, the hair. It's all gonna be there, Starcade 1988. True grit. Woo! Some things just never change, Rossi. Ladies and I don't. No doubt about it, and no need to change when you're there. The Stinger will be in, of course, Norfolk on Monday night. We're gonna go back to the ring now. <laughs> uh, he's like a big kid. He's just a big dumb kid. <laughs> Doc, just terrible. <laughs> he screams every week. Ow! Okay, I won't talk to you. Just terrible. Oh boy. The Russian assassins defeat Tony Suber and Max Miles. The crowd is chanting USA. None of us have interest in the Russian assassins. No. Doc, any thoughts? Harper, any thoughts? No. 
I right. I watched this entire episode except for this match where I fast forwarded. Did you really? You completely fast forwarded? Yeah. Wow. All right. So with that said, let's go to Paulie and his Midnight Express. They're out there. Remember, we got Paulie's Midnight versus Cornette's Midnight at Starcade to further along what's going on with their story. So here is Paulie. Hey, gentlemen, there's a lot of confidence in the other corner. We heard it from Jim Cornette, but looking over your shoulder here, Paul, Randy Rose, Dennis Condry seem pretty confident also. Merry Christmas, huh? That's what I'm supposed to come out here and say. They said at TBS, they said, Paulie Dangerously, don't be the mean SO, you know what, and come out here and ruin Christmas. But let's talk reality now, okay? In two nights from now, the greatest card in the history of professional wrestling takes place. Dusty Rhodes, all whiskey bent and hellbound, is going to come out with one eye and try to avenge against the Road Warriors. Ric Flair, the greatest champion this sport has ever seen, is going to try to fend off Lex Luger, coming out here doing this all the time. And then the match that everybody's been talking about for seven weeks. The match that means everything to me, to Randy, and to Dennis, as well as to Jim Cornette and his men. Star Kid 88, True Grit, the Midnight Expresses will clash. And just remember one thing, Jim Cornette. You can come out here and insult us all you want. Oh, Dennis is this! Oh, Randy's a moose with a hernia! I'll give you credit. You're a great manager. The reason you're a great manager is because you traveled the roads with these two gentlemen for three years. And you listened, and you learned, and you wrote down everything that they had to teach you. That's why you're a great manager. And Bobby and Stan, you are the second greatest tag team in the world today. Remember a couple things, though. I came out here seven weeks ago and I said, I am obsessed with your demise. And I beat you up on television. And Dennis beat up Bobby. And Randy beat up Stan. And Jim Cornette bled so bad the cameras had to pan out. Jim Cornette, this is all going to come down to one thing. Which Midnight Express is the real Midnight Express? Which Midnight Express wants it the most? The fact of the matter is, when Bobby Eaton is sitting there with his kids tonight, can he tell little Justin, I'm going to end Dennis Condry and Randy Rose's career? Can he say that to his kids on Christmas Eve? Because when Dennis is with his family tonight, and he's sitting there and they're waiting for Santa Claus, he can say to little Corey, and he can say to little Sean, yeah, I'm going to end Uncle Bobby's career. I'm going to cripple Sweet Stan, and I'm going to take Jim Cornette apart. You have not ever, ever, ever opened your mouth, Cornette, like you have this time. You have dug your own grave, and tonight on Christmas Eve, don't ask Santa Claus to help you. So help me, you know what, Jim Cornette. Two nights from now is the last night of your career. I know it. The big money people know it. You're looking at the real Midnight Express. Merry Christmas indeed. See you at Starcade. Well, I think Paulie means business. Doc, what do you have from it? Are we sure that Corny and Paulie aren't half brothers with the same dad? Um, I don't think they're related, but go ahead. I just, man, here's the thing. Paulie is so good for being so young here. But I just look at him, like, last night on FS1. And I got the network, but I just turned on TV right before I went to bed. And Ruthless Aggression on Brock Lesnar was on. And fucking Heyman's out there. And it just, you know, 
it's amazing the arc that guy's had and the cardi that he is to be able to just land and just assimilate enough to keep a job. It's amazing. And he's tripled in size during that time. He is a carny bastard, dude. He's a carny bastard, but here's the thing. He ain't taking no steroids, but his head is three times as large as it was back then, just like Barry Bonds' head grew. <laughs> That's nice, Doc. I'm just saying. Now, here's the thing. We're we're trying to talk we're trying to talk him in the building and get some pay per view buys. If we're going to do this right, I'm ready to see this undercard with the Midnight Express is, 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 is getting it on. Yeah. And I mean, he came out and said what he couldn't say either. I also like the little line he had, the big money people know it. Like, wait, who's that? Hmm. But yeah, nope. man, you think about him. That's, that is... 32 years ago, and that fat bastard has still figured out a way to, like, keep himself in the... Look at that. He is a carny as Stan Wiggles, because they're the next matchup. <laughs> Stan. <laughs> Look at that. What's up, girl? What, wait, wait. What, what's the timestamp there? Uh, That was okay. here. All right, then I don't need to, I don't need to pull that out, then. Mm. Jesus finish Christ. what you said about uh and we'll talk about it. finish what you had about Paulie, and then we'll talk about stan wiggling well i mean he went and all due credit he went and did a northern smoky mountain and followed his vision but then he hops off the train right as it hits hitting the the brick wall and jumps into the wwf and how and it's managed to be there forever he attached him you think about dusty attaching himself to people <laughs> He got himself attached to Brock, who is the idea. Everybody says that's Vince's idea of the guy. Paul Lee has worked everybody. Dude, he's a. He might be next to like a guy like Bruce Pritchard or somebody. Paul Lee is one of the carniest sons of guns you'll ever you'll ever see in wrestling. Can you imagine walking in a room having dinner with Bruce Pritchard and Paul Lee and trying to escape with your wallet and your watch? That's nice. I would have no problem escaping with my wallet and watch, but I would believe... Would you want a shower afterwards? I would want a shower, and I wouldn't believe a word either said. How can they, you? They could tell me that... <laughs> Here's what, here's how much I believe them. They could tell me that the world was indeed round and it wasn't flat, and I would start to believe the world is flat. And we all know that's absurd. There's no way I'd believe anything those two would say. And I'm not saying they lie all the time. I'm just saying that's two working sons of guns. Yeah. They're corny oh, as fuck. Carnies. Carnies. All that said, Harper, what did you have from Paul Paulie? I'm just th so this is the end of uh Paul Jones, right? N no. Coming up. I keep thinking it is, but it ain't. No. No. Ain't gonna be around for a while. 
because uh, I'm thinking this would be great that, that he's just he's gonna fill that void, and he's gonna be the the fucking second manager. Paul Jones is gonna be around for a little while. God longer. damn! Based I don't on what I was sticking looking around at. this long. Yeah, me either. I'm telling you this, three years ago when we started this, if you just said what was his last year in the NWA, I'd have said... 86? <laughs> I, yeah, I'd have said, I guess he makes it into 86. Maybe. No, I knew he knew 86, but I would have said, I guess he makes it into 87. What I had totally forgot is the Russian assassins, because that's how bad it was. I put it out of my mind. Bro, that must have been... Yeah, I had no recollection. So, all right. Any other thoughts, Hopper? It's just fucking, he's he's fucking great at his job. Look, Corny said it when I was on his show a few weeks back. He was like, he had the idea. He told Dusty about it. They brought Paulie in and it was perfect for them two to go back and forth. With the guys involved, the original yes. Midnight with Dennis, because that's what made it all work. The original Midnight and Randy Rose, and then Corny's got his Midnight with Stan and Bobby. It just, and then you got those two cutting promos. They're savages, man. They, they were actually mild this week to me, but they were still yeah. great. They were still really good. Um, but I agree, Hopper. He's just good, man. God, he's just man. so fucking great, and he's so young. Yep. Looks like he drives a fucking Volvo that he can't pay for. <laughs> tell us, speak. Tell, tell us all the broads at at the at the jazz bar that he's either a, a world famous uh, surgeon or yeah. that or that he has he um he was in competition with Bruce Willis to be on Moonlighting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking moonlighting, Jesus! <laughs> you like that? <laughs> That's what Bruce Willis had hair. Yeah, some. Yeah. Did you see that he's? Did you see that Bruce Willis is quarantined with De- uh, Demi Moore and not his wife? No. Yeah. Oh. Can you uh, imagine, Mike? Can you imagine having to quarantine without your wife? How salty she would be. And then, what if it was with one of your ex-wives? Well, I don't have any ex-wives. But well, I just assume. Ex-girlfriend. Hey, I'm stuck over here with this broad. How's that going to go over? Well, first off, it wouldn't go over well with Sasha, but the other part is it ain't going to go over well with me either because I can't think of one ex that I would want to be quarantined with. That's nice. Come on. What? Yeah. I mean. You had some good girlfriends. Yeah, not know, even bro. one. Well, he probably didn't, but not one. Dude, do you think a twisty tied crisscross looking somebody, three hundred pounds, actually, <laughs> actually had quality? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> he was shaped yeah. like a he, he was shaped like a pear with legs. That's nice, Doc. Feels like a Vienna sock with toothpicks in it. Eggs. <laughs> 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 There's a certain independent wrestler down there who uh, I told one time on the microphone during the show because he was talking. He he was trying to cap on somebody being fat. And I was like, dude, you look like a big fucking pigeon with your big fucking fat belly in those twigs of legs you have. Hey, shut up. I need to talk wrestling real quick. Sure. 
So did I see recently yes. that that Mike Jackson was on a recent episode of TNA at 70 years old walking the ropes? Yeah. Well, Man, it's actually that... Impact officially now, but Mike yeah, Jackson Impact. at 70 years old was working his ass off Man, diving talk about... through the ropes and walking the ropes. Let me it, tell it... you, this time for a deep in the episode never done before alcoholic spotlight man jesus christ he looked great good for that guy did you see it hopper i i i i've seen it but i haven't seen the match and i was like oh fuck i want to watch impact now and, yeah. and i can't it's on access tv or whatever the fuck it is which cox doesn't carry and they don't have a streaming service or anything is there some way I'm, to watch it online, like on they have like on a YouTube or something? I might try to find the match on YouTube to see if it's there, because I, I don't I don't record Impact, I don't watch it, I haven't watched Impact in years. Um, I want to see this, if it's there. This guy was a good jobber. This guy yeah. here, this guy was good. Gary Royal. Yeah. Him and my he that he's good. He was one. I mean, Gary Royal's good, man. He's he's. He's Everything chunky, he did look good. Yeah, he he's lost, good. He lost to the Mulkies. Yep, lost to the Mulkies. He was one of the uh, the last tag team. Yep. All right. Uh, thoughts on the Midnight versus Mike Jackson and Gary Royal, Doc? Uh, good match, man. I'm ready. I'm ready to see these guys tear it up at Starcade, man. How about Stan's wiggle? Any other thoughts on that wiggle? That was a fra- that dude. Was a he's wiggling him in. You know, we say talking him in the building, but he's wiggling him in the bed. You know, look at that. L- look at that, mm. dude. That's an awesome Bro, those wiggle. Are, those are better moves than you'd find on Soul Train. That's him in a club, fucking doing that shit to that to uh, what's that guy? Never gonna let you. Up. Never gonna let you down. Rick Ashley. You talking about? Yeah, Rick that's him. Ashley. Yeah. That's, that's him doing that to that fucking song. It's some club somewhere with a fucking Coors Light in his hand. <laughs> he Let would definitely have been something. drinking. If if Stan Lane was in prime rat bacon t- time now, his prime now, he'd drink Michelob Ultra for sure. Oh yeah, no doubt. Never gonna give you up. Never gonna let you down. You ever you ever look at Harper? You drink Michelob Ultra? Uh, yeah. I mean, if you put it in front of me, I'll drink it. Yeah, if I go to a bar, that's what I ask. It depends, though. Well, we see the thing is, some bars charge it as a fucking import. What? So it's a dollar more. Because because it's a Michelob. Remember when, like, back in the day when they used to have Michelob and Michelob Light, like Michelob was a step above Budweiser? So some bars charge it as... To, as an import, so it's a dollar more. Here's if I'm in a bar where they do that, I get a Bud Light. But here's the thing. I gotta drink 10 more Michelob Ultras to get a buzz on, because there ain't no booze in it. Yeah, I, I mainly just drink that or, or Bud Light if I'm in a bar. Okay. I'm drinking yeah. a Heineken. I'm drinking I'm Heineken drinking, tonight. I'm drinking Hennessy. That's what I'm drinking. We we know. <laughs> Did you put some purple Kool-Aid in it? No, but I just keep thinking about X-rated last year, man. Dude, I was so hammered. Oh, drunk on ass. Hennessy. And then I and then Hopper brings me in the back where they were getting dressed after the uh show. They still had a 
ton of Bud Light. I was I cracked open two of those and chased those after some Hennessy. I don't know how I didn't puke. Feeling good, brother. Living Living the dream. dream. (laughs) Living the dream. All right, let's keep it going, pal. Yeah, let's keep it going, man. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we 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 don't have much more to go actually, because basically we go from the midnight winning their match to uh, Dustin Rhodes versus Trent Knight. And Dustin Rhodes is not in tag team action this week. He wins his match. So I don't really, um, first time we've seen him in singles, nice looking power slam and then big elbow drop and Dustin gets the pin. Doc, anything from that? Not one single thing, actually. Hopper? Yeah, that guy got a lot of shit in. He did shit for the top rope. Um, They did, they did a lot. Uh, <laughs> I don't say they did a lot, but it was longer than you would expect. But I don't know. You know, Trent Knight is a... Good looking enhancement talent. Yeah. 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 So, all right. So then, dude, I tell you what, they go to this last match and they got plenty of time for this, man. I I don't remember the last time we had a match this long in the studio, but we go to, I'll call it a main event type match because you got Barry Windham versus Eddie Gilbert. Uh, But JJ grabs the mic first to introduce Barry and, um, and he brings him into the, to the, to the ring. Anyway, this one was pretty damn long for a studio match. Doc, I'll throw it to you. What have, uh, what do you have? Well, last week I said I liked it when Eddie Gilbert was a heel, but I thought he did his job really well here, being the undersized, scrappy, baby face. These two guys are excellent workers. They're they're excellent with psychology. This was really, really, really fun to watch, in my opinion. I do want to make. One one um, timestamp call out here. If you go to um, an hour and twenty mm-hmm. with with nine seconds after it, okay. what a we're hell at, of we're at one twenty right here. What a hell of a punch! So let's see what he's talking about. It's coming up. It's Wyndham. That one. That one. Yeah. When Eddie Gilbert spit the gum out and it looked like a tooth that went flying? Yeah. That's right. That mm-hmm. was fantastic. It's the little things. He spit his gum out. It looked like a tooth, and it was a hell of a punch. Play that again, just just so Harper can see it. Harper loves a great punch. That's why he always Here dates the girls that can take one. Ooh. It was actually a nice cut on the camera, too, because they were it at one great angle. Great camera my other note on this was everyone involved from the cameramen to the announcers to the ref to afterwards, everybody involved did a great job. This was a team effort. This was everybody rowing the boat the same way. You're, you get to the aftermatch promo, but just really, this was JJ, Teddy, the announcers, the two guys in the ring, all being performed just top-notch professionals that do it at work in this thing this was a treat because like i'm throwing harper i want your thoughts but the one thing the one note i had because i mean i could go i could break down this match for 15 minutes and give you you know 10 minutes worth of notes but i don't want to do that because i want to see what harper thinks but i think like the thing about this was you know we talk about a, a saturday night we get all these enhancement talent matches and we're like all right well, there's nothing really happening in this match all right nothing really happened in this match man 
These two work their tail off in front of 100 people in a studio, 15, 16 minutes straight. And then I, personally, I like what they do in the promo and the finish. And and what this, what I liked about this was Barry's about to have a big match at Starcade. So he didn't just have no cupcake here, man. He's in this ring yeah. against Gilbert, and they have this long match before Starcade. I'm like, all right, well. Damn, I mean, I know he's a heel, but he comes across as a fighting champion at this point. So, I don't know. I, I like that from it uh, with the length of this match and how good they worked in front of the studio. Again, you only got 100 people. To go out there in front of 100 people and put in 15 minutes is a hell of a job. Harper, what did you have? Yeah, this was good shit, man. Yeah, This was. was fun to watch. And then they said during the match, it says, uh, uh, later on, we have Al Perez and the Commandos. And I'm looking at the time, and I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> they got they got bumped brother yeah uh, <laughs> yeah buddy how perez and the commandos but let me, I, ask this, let me ask this question yeah because you said you said this and i agree with it that this was a treat and it is because you know we don't we we get we get these kind of matches more often than we ever thought we did in hindsight, but they're still rare. Yeah, they're rare. Um, is this a top five in the three years we've done this? A top, I would say so. Okay, so for the I studio. Can... So number one for me, well, oh, you're gonna have to figure out how to beat Flair and Garvin Christmas '85. Yes. And number I was two is. Say that. is is Wyndham Flair going 30 minutes? I was going to say that. Then there's the Arn and Tully um, versus Dusty. Who was Dusty's partner in that? In, they were out, not in the studio, but they were in uh, South Carolina. Oh, was it Magnum? Fuck. It might have been Magnum. I don't, well, I don't know if it was Magnum, but Rick's at ringside. And yeah. it, they're messing with the the uh, Nux and Tully brings Tully or uh, Dusty brings Tully back over the ropes. And when he's falling, he hits him with the Nux on the way down and pins are we, him. Are you sure that wasn't the singles match? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's that was, was Tully. That was Tully and Dusty. I know exactly what match you're talking about. That's, that's a, a top one. It's not in the studio, but it's on Saturday night. Yes. That, that's right. That's a top five. Um, yep. Man, I don't even know if the Road Warriors and, and the Midnight Express from just a few weeks ago is not in that discussion. I got another one you're forgetting from like what? 86. The Rock and Roll Express versus uh, Ole and Arn. Yeah, that, that was, was a, a match. They went, they went like 30 minutes on that. Yeah, that was a fucking barn burner. Where, so they, where they cut the ring off and the, the he Oh, my God, I could watch that over and over again. It's incredible. But you're right. This one's, it's not like, that's why it's hard to do top fives, because you you would have to bump one of those five we just talked about. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, we can sit here and discuss whether it is or it isn't, but it's in that discussion, and that makes it pretty awesome. Yeah, I agree. And it, it I honestly, there's, there's nothing that would ever beat Garvin and Flair in the studio in 85. <laughs> When those two bastards beat the piss out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> the week of Christmas. That was good shit. God damn, they killed each I other. Showed, I showed it to my seven-year-old a couple of months ago. And he doesn't give one shit 
about old classic wrestling. He's seven. Like, he doesn't even like to watch a bunch of really old. Like, CM Punk is like 100 years old to him. Well, of course. But they, but they started hitting those chops. And he was like, wait, what? And he sat there with me and watched it and was like, that looks like it hurts. I'm like, you think? And he watched the whole damn thing and he was like, those guys are tough. I was like, you think? Dude, they chop the hell out of each other for like 10 minutes thought, straight. Okay, so go back here. I thought it was really put Wyndham over. Like, Gilbert's trying to get away from the claw. And it was a little goofy, but he held on to that claw. Yeah. Yeah. That's true, huh? He kept trying to get out, get out, get out. And he, he fucking uh, kept it on him. This was good. The finish ends up being um, Barry wins when JJ knees Eddie Gilbert in the back from the there apron, which we just saw. Teddy Long didn't see it. And then Barry basically small cradles Gilbert and hooks him and one, two, three. Barry wins by pin with shenanigans with JJ uh, helping him out. But Teddy didn't see it. So, But I think like this, Barry, two things happen here. Eddie Gilbert looks strong in a loss, and two yep. Barry wins going into Starcade. Yes. But he needed, but he needed help and look vulnerable. So maybe Bigelow can beat him. Gee, I better buy this pay per view and see. There you go, pal. No, it, it, uh, look, look. What, what is? Hold on. Where's it at? Here it is. It ain't that fucking hard, guys. There you go. It ain't that. There hard. you go. That's right. All right. So, anything else, Doc, before we go to the promo with uh, Barry, uh, JJ, Rick? No, I thought this was done well, too, so let's hear it. Yeah, I thought this was done really, really well, so here it is. Gilbert's going to run in, but I like the way they do this. Here you go. The videotape doesn't lie. You interfered in that match. I, what? Yes, you interfered in the match. I have a right to protect myself. What are you talking about? What were you doing in the apron? You had no on the punches. Oh, you just admit you can't beat me. You just scum over here to beat me. You can't beat me, Mr. U.S. Champion. You can't beat me by yourself. Do yourself a favor of a man and take a hike. Come on, guys. Come on. We're double teaming again. It was Dylan that was involved in that. Oh, that's it. Yep. They cut it. <laughs> so what happened if you uh, if you're not a patron and watching the video version of this? Basically, what happened is Rick starts chopping Eddie. Eddie rolls into the ring. Uh, you got Wyndham and Rick start going after Eddie in the ring like they're gonna jump him. And Bigelow rolls into the ring to help Eddie out. And all of a sudden, Bigelow is there. They cut. And guess what? Well, we got Bigelow and and Barry at the pay per view. So. Better go buy that damn pay per view if you want to see. That would have pissed me off as a kid. But no, right? <laughs> you cut off right when fucking uh, Bam Bam rolls into the ring. They sure did. They cut it off right there. So you got to get the pay per view, or to see if anything else is going to happen between Bigelow and Barry. I mean, they've got a big match. So there's that. But I thought it was great. I thought the finish. I thought it was a good well, way to finish and, it. And you know why you would sit there as a kid and say no. It's because you knew you weren't going to get any resolution. All you were going to get was to maybe told what happened next Saturday yeah. night. See, 
the beauty of being an adult is we're going to watch this shit next week and talk about Starcade. I'm excited. We are. I'm definitely excited too. So, all right. We got to rate this thing because this was the Starcade Go Home show and we got Starcade that we're going to start doing next week. So, before we do so, I want to remind everyone if you're not a patron, consider becoming one if you can at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. As Doc said, we've got some new Patreon episodes out there, but overall, we've got over 200 plus Patreon exclusive episodes up just for our Patreon members. Some non wrestling stuff, lots of wrestling stuff, world class stuff, ECW stuff. Um, the WCW pay-per-views are all there. The Clash of the Champions. We've done four of them now from 1988. And we'll have many more to do once we get into 1989. So again, it's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Also, um, don't forget to use our Amazon referral link. It's tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon. A great way to support this show without spending anything extra. If you're stuck at home and you can't get out and you're buying things on Amazon and your wife is too, or your boyfriend or whatever you got, Give them the link and tell them to use it as well. Again, it's tinyurl.com slash Amazon. Great way to support this show without, without spending anything extra. Okay, uh, I'll go first. I'm going to rate this thing. Uh, I'm going to give it an A. I, I really liked the main event match, if you want to call it that. I thought there was some good promos. Um, the Road Warriors popped me when Animal said we, we got our basic booking orders and we can't say anything mean. And um, I'll give it an A. I, I thought about an A minus, but I thought this was fine for the go home show uh, going into next week. So, Doc, what are you giving it? Uh, you said you thought about what I'm where I'm going. Um, I'm gonna say A minus. All right, Hopper, what are you giving? I'm gonna give it. It's an A. An A. Okay. Hopper gives it an A too. All right, Doc. Let's go to the Rolex. Who are you giving your Rolex to? I almost gave it to Luger here. But come on, man. Rick Rick's the champ going into the end of the biggest flagship show of the year. He cut that promo. And I, Rick Rick's Rick gets some Rolex. I'm gonna give mine to Animal because I like the fact that he told the producers that told him not to say anything bad that he heard them, but he wanted the fans to know he didn't like it. So I'm giving it to Animal. It kind of popped me when Animal said that. So Animal gets it for me. Uh, Hopper, who are you going to give yours to? I'm giving it to Rick, man. Rick was good. Rick Don't was fucking wrong. great. Yeah. All right. So Rick gets Rolex from Doc and Hopper. I'm giving it to Animal. And I think we got two A's and an A- minus on the rating. So here's the announcement regarding Starcade. Now, here's the thing. Before we really ramped up our Patreon program, we used to do all the Starcades on the free feed. So 1985, 1986, they were all done on the free feed. We always did them. So for this year, we will remain with doing Starcade on the free feed. It's not going to be a Patreon special. Uh, that may change in the years to come. But for now, just like we did 85, 86, and 87, we'll do it on the free feed. Now, if you remember how we always have done Starcade. We never did Starcade as one show because they had so many big matches on it. We broke it into two episodes. So just like we've done in previous years, we will do Starcade as a part one and a part two in the next two weeks. So there you go. And if you enjoy the fact that you're going to get Starcade for free, think about becoming a patron so you can get the rest of those pay-per-views at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. All right, Doc. So I made the Starcade announcement and Hopper, 
I got to look at my notes because I do have notes right. on the matches that we'll do for next week, and I'll let you know. I'll send you a text with it. All right. It's basically the halfway point. I forget which one is the the halfway point, though. So, all right, Doc. Anything else we need to talk about before we get out of here? Man, let me just try to pump everybody up and cheer them up. So, you know, I don't know when we go back to normal, but hopefully tonight's been normal. We're talking about wrestling. We're laughing. We're living. Ron Fuller. <laughs> Smoky Mountain Negro. Come Stop, Harper. What the hell, man? <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that. Hold, wait, 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 uh, wait. Hold on. Wait, only, wait. only Mike can say it. No, stop that. Come on. Let's say it, Mike. Get that cold drink, lean back against the old learning tree for some wrestling education. What have you got today? Well, here we go. Today's learning tree is a question from someone from Twitter. And this person uh, calls himself the Smoky Mountain Negro. (laughs) What the fuck? If you don't, if you don't (laughs) cut that, if you don't cut that audio, Into a drop that says this person calls themselves this, <laughs> then you're not doing your job. Ron Fuller sounds yeah. like just the most kind hearted yeah. soul of an old man when he says that. So here's the here's the thing. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep trying to 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 keep things normal on the show. We're gonna keep coming up with some top fives, some nonsense we could talk about, some patron content. Um, here's my question to you guys. The, uh, and this is, this is just, we hadn't talked about this. So, um, right now sitting here on April 15th, 2020, do you guys think the NFL will kick off football on time? No, no, nothing's going to happen, bro. Like, like baseball is not going to fucking happen, bro. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Baseball's not going to fucking happen. Because how the I, fuck are you going to play it, it, it to the goddamn winter? You can't play baseball in a fucking winter and, and up in fucking Milwaukee and Chicago and fucking New York. Why can't you play it into the winter? Because it's, it's cold. It's going to be it, snowing. Okay. Um, so no foot. So no football on top. Well, no, ba- football is going to be delayed at least right. a month. I think I think we're going to give. I think we'll get football, but it's either going to be delayed or a seriously abbreviated season. Yeah, something's going to have to change. It's not going to just just going to let fucking everyone back into the stadiums, and we're just you know. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about just playing the games. I didn't say right. that people will be, be there. Yeah, I, 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 I think it'll be seriously delayed if it happens. Okay, so let me do the classy blassy PSA of the moment here. If you Wash do your have hands, to, don't eat ass. If you do need to leave your house, get you a mask, wash your hands, because this is the kind of shit that will keep keep us from having football if you don't do those things. Yeah, <laughs> just fucking wear the mask and wash your hands. And don't go somewhere if you don't gotta fucking go. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I am I am oof. I am less than, I am thirty six hours 
away from being four weeks in my house with only leaving to walk my dog around the neighborhood. Uh, four weeks. So where are you going? Nowhere. We walk oh, around he, the neighborhood. That's what he's saying. He's just walking around the uh, neighborhood with the dog. Yeah. I haven't gone anywhere. My wife, we, we did. Cause the, here's another thing. If you're a family, you designate one person to do all the going out. So, survival tips here mrs doc is the one that goes to the store because she knows where everything is she can get it done faster less interruptions she she can navigate it faster so she's been the one that's going okay well we have a little fold-out table and she takes the food out of the car and then we spray it down with the spray and then let it dry because <laughs> that, that's what that's what Blassie said. He's like, when you spray shit, don't wipe it off. I, I heard that Blassie was on our show, right? He, he said, said, you got to let the spray kill the germs. I'm the only but, one leaving the house, man, the last couple of weeks. And holy yeah. shit. I haven't been anywhere in, in, in it'll be in, in 36 hours. It'll be four weeks since I've gone anywhere, but are walking around my neighborhood with a dog on a leash. That's which we, I mean, and, and I'm fortunate, you know, I know there's a lot, here's, let me, let me say this too, is let me baby face doc for all of you that have to go into work, man, I'm keeping y'all in my prayers. I really am. That sucks. Just do everything you can to keep your ass safe. I mean, yeah. that's real. That's real. Wear a mask, stay away from people. To the Purple best you can. I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I, I can work from home. We've been, you know, I just, I, and guess what? I found out, you know, liquor stores deliver. <laughs> I got That's nine, nice. I got four that made cases. you believe in God, didn't it? Man, it was something. <laughs> I got four cases of beer delivered the other day. This is in addition to all the stuff he got delivered last week, everybody. Yeah, I'm four weeks in, but we've ordered $350 from the liquor store. Damn. Jesus Christ. Must you be are, nice. You are showing that privilege, boy. What an asshole. Bro, I'm telling For you, I'm going to have to hit rehab when this shit's over. <laughs> I'll, I, but I'm serious. We've talked about this before, too. I'm glad I quit smoking two years ago. Yeah. That's a bad habit. All right. Here's the other question. Uh, so we know fo we don't. I think football is going to start on time. I think they're going to figure out a way. Like baseball is fucked. I love the NBA. Love the NBA. NBA is fucked. Hockey's fucked. They're going to figure out how to get football going. Come on. It's football. Yeah. It's Uncle Raj. He's going to get his product out there. America. Hell, I watched the damn horse tournament the other night on ESPN because I'm I'm fucking desperate. I damn. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. All right, well let's go home. All right. Uh, Hopper, you got anything? No. Yeah, me either. So we hope you enjoyed the uh, Tiger King Part Two along with the top cereals uh, that we loved uh, on the Patreon episode that hopefully dropped by the time this airs. If it didn't, it will drop soon, and that's that. Hopper. Do me a favor, uh, hit that tagline and uh, get us out of here. Fuck it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>